Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. That was the best lesson I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Word from between the bedsheets just came in. You're good, but you can always do better. We want to hear from all the sex kittens and dirty dogs out there. All the cuddlers, stocking wearers, rope tires and biters. Just remember, this is a show for all the lovers, not the fighters. Naughty rude. 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 The show where anyone can have their say. Hello, hello, it's Lena joining you tonight, joined by Jamie and Liz. Hi. <laughs> Great to hear. If you want to hear more of our wonderful voices, you can check it out on Naughty Rude at Sin, sorry, at Naughty Rude Sin on Twitter, Instagram uh, and Facebook. And as well, you can check us out on the podcast realm, that's right, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Omni FM and literally anywhere else you can get a good podcast. Now, if you want to get involved and ask us some more wonderful things, you can check out the Naughty Rude Show at, uh, sorry, .tumblr.com forward slash ask to ask us all of your spice questions as well. You can also DM us on the socials and we'll get back to you as fast as possible. Otherwise, though, we do know that things do get difficult from time to time, so we do have some headlines available for you, some call lines even. So those are Beyond Blue at 1300 224 636, Kids Helpline at 1800 55 1800, QLife Helpline at 1800 184 527. If you need those, please don't fret or hesitate to get to them. Otherwise, we aren't medical professionals, so we can only offer this advice. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin. Tonight you're joined by myself, Lena, Tammy, Liz and Bianca. And next we're going to talk things you should not say on the first date. And I'm happy to start off with this one because I had a horrible first date with a guy where he tried to one-up me in regards to how much exercise we do. And I let him know that I've been running two to three kilometres um, a day on a weekly basis. And he said to me, I would never leave my house unless I ran five to six kilometers. There's no point. And I was like, what is the point of you one upping me here? And then throughout the whole date, he's like, oh, just anything I said, like, oh, my first teenage job was working at a car sales and like just constant one up, one up. I'm like, I just got the ick and I left. That's so annoying because I feel like that doesn't sell the person. That just sells that they want to be better than you yeah, and like, appear higher than you, like high and mighty, you know? What sort of relationship are we going to have if this is our <laughs> first date? No, thank you. I wonder how his life is now. Yeah, like, so honestly. do I. I totally wonder. I took him off Instagram. I just couldn't bear him anymore. Um, we were friends beforehand. Sounds but yeah. Yeah. What about you, Bianca? Oh, so I'm going to go with one that's um, actually before the first date, but is very relevant to it. I've had a lot of people um, try to move the first date after it's always been already been decided. After you've already, you know, taken time off to get it done. Um, to get to, it done. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how it feels with a couple of them. Um, to 
just their home instead of um, going out. This is a first、oh. date keep in mind, which is、mm. always just like a. But why are you moving it like 24 hours before we've already gotten there?、Um, and in a lot of cases,、uh, my favorite one was the, oh, my parents are out tonight. I've asked them to leave. Like, oh, relax,、yeah. calm down. I just kind of wanted to go see a movie or something and suss this out. It's a lot of people can be very, a little bit too forward, I think.、Mm. Um, and that's probably a big red, oh, it's a big red flag for me at least.、Um, so definitely, you know, not sussing out the other person there. So、mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how do we feel about that?、Mm. At least they're letting their true colors show. At least you know that you're not into that and you can just not go. I mean, honestly, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it screams.、Um, It screams something's going to happen and it's not going to be good. So that's a, that's a bit of a yikes.、Uh, Liz, you said. Have they ever given you excuses、Ooh. for why they've changed it, or is it usually of like a. It's usually something. It's usually something pretty, you know, obviously fake. Like something like, oh, you know, my, my car's out, or something like that. And it's like,、mm. okay, but you, you would still be able to get to places. You can still. Travel somehow. There's public transport, there's other things. I've had、um, someone tell me their car's out and then still offer to give me a ride、um, in pretty much the same paragraph, which was absolutely baffling to me. Their car was so far out that they couldn't go down the road, but they could go pick me up and then bring me home. home.、Um, taking someone home is such a personal thing. Like, it really is. Like, you're putting a lot of trust if you enter someone's home. They can、mm-hmm. lock the door if they're an unsafe person. No, no, it's, and it's, particularly it's, if that's a first time meeting someone. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not even a matter of like, oh, no, you know, there's no chance that I, I'd, I'd go home with the person. It's just a matter of let me meet you on the grounds that I decided I wanted to meet you first.、Mm. That you had actually agreed upon.、Um, yeah, and don't, don't try to give me some、uh, BS excuse as to why you can't come or why you can't do it the way we had discussed for a week or two now. But、mm. I don't know. People are whack. People are whack. I'm definitely solid on that you should meet someone the first time in a public space. Oh,、uh-huh. definitely.、Yeah. Safety、It's、reasons. Way too risky. Safety reasons. Stay safe out there. Catfish, there's many weird people out there. Oh, definitely. There definitely. are a lot of weird people. Speaking of weird people, I went、oh, on、no. a date. <laughs> this is the first time I I think I've mentioned this before. I don't know.、Um, someone's heard this.、Uh, I went, it's the first time I'd ever used a dating app to go on a date before. And I met a guy, and he just was like,、um, Can I have a kiss? And then I was like, No. And then he was like, What about half of a kiss? And I was like, Ew, what is that? No. And then he was like, What about just a pet? I'm like,、lip. They're all kisses. You know that, right? Like, these are all my lips touching your lips. It's a no, I don't want to do this.、Oh. He just wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't getting it.、Yeah. He was like, It was just really weird. Mm. Mm. Not a time to be persistent, I think, when,、yeah. when somebody's trying to establish a boundary.、Mm. The confidence, though, like after the one kiss, being like, can I have half a kiss? Like, <laughs> come on, get alive. But what is half a kiss? Yeah, is that like a kiss on the cheek or like the hand or something? Or like, Too much. Like, get the points on. I'm so confused. I'm still confused. <laughs> half a kiss. Oh, dear. See, the worst piece of advice, I, I mean, worst of advice, sorry.、Um, the worst thing that I've heard on a first date was actually before a first date, where I had somebody tell me that they loved me 
before mm. the first date. I think we were like six days into matching on Tinder or something. And yep, I still went on the date. Don't know why I did I would that. Have run for the hills. You're crazy. That was dangerous. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. How did um, the date go? It was actually really good. <laughs> it was really good. It was really fun. We hung out in the city, but like red flag in hindsight. Mm. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I have grown and learnt and have a lot more experience and know not to probably do that again. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, that's, it's, uh, it, can be, it can be a lot to uh, find a red flag, especially before the date. <laughs> red flags in relationships. Oh, boy. All right, who's going to start? Liz. Um, well, I'd say like a pretty simple one that we can start off on is like pressuring someone into sex or... Oh, into yeah. like, yep. you know, going to the different bases that they don't, you know, things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's a red flag. 100%. Huge red flag. I'm getting Even a lot just of like stare. mundane <laughs> things. Definitely. Like, like you saying, I think. It is definitely. <laughs> I can no, affirm. I, I said I think something yeah. we can all agree on. We definitely can. See, even just mundane things of, like, if it's not in a sexual nature, if somebody's pressuring you to do literally anything that you don't want to do, like, mm, if your partner's like, true. yeah, no, we're going to go hang out with my friends today, and you're just like, mm, not really vibing that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm. You, just, you just kind of put up with it and go, okay, fair, fair enough, and just don't. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that's the answer to that. Just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking Who's of, next? Who's next? I'll, I'll go next. Uh, <laughs> speaking of red flags, um, people wanting to change how you dress or who you hang around is oh a God. massive red flag. I, um, I've i had an ex who did that a lot, um, and oh, it is not fun. I, I remember... Um, so I, I, as an idea, I tend to wear some more baggy clothes, just somewhat more relaxing clothes, unless I'm going to somewhere formal. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, this person was not for it. They were very much, you need to look formal all the time. You need to be, you know, looking. Uh, I believe the example she pulled up was um, like an advertisement for a suit store, I think. <laughs> like which, my deal, Connors right. or something. I think it might have been a Connors um, advertisement, and it was just like, no, I, I, I kind of can't. And then my friends, it was, um, oh, it was, um, so it was post-COVID, like in that little break between COVID, we hadn't seen each other for forever. Um, so we had a, a little big barbecue and um, this is the first time a lot of them met her. And it was also the last time because, um, yeah, that wasn't happening again because immediately she was very much telling these people that I'd known for, in some cases, my entire life that... I shouldn't be around them because <gasps> they're it a to bad. Them. Yeah, because oh my God. Uh, they're Christ. a bad influence on me, which was just like, oh no, you wow. you can't do that. Is she getting ready to get booted? Like that is bold <laughs> to go around to a party of people she doesn't know. No, exactly. Oh, like definitely. it's one thing to say it behind their backs and like try and <laughs> try and steer someone away from, it, but like. To their faces. Oh, my God, girly, no. I did find it funny, though. She did mention it straight up to my cousin, like, that was going to change. So that was interesting. Oh but, no, that was that's probably my biggest red flag uh, I've experienced. What about you, Tammy? That is horrendous. I am so sorry. Oh, looking back, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, uh. You've also just brought up a repressed memory of I also had a partner who told me not to wear the clothes that I liked. So I can relate to you on that. I am so sorry. Um, forgot how bad that was. What sort of clothes yeah. did they want you to wear? Um, nicer clothes, essentially, as okay. well, because I'm, I'm a bit of a grungy lady. Mm. I liked 
being a little bit more of an individual and they're like, no, you need to dress um, like a schoolgirl. You need to dress like a schoolgirl everywhere oh, you go. And I was like, bit- damn. <laughs> A schoolgirl tough in the winter. Yeah, mm. yeah. Don't know why I didn't notice a lot of the red Who flags. Who dresses as a schoolgirl? Like what? Like the plaid skirt and like. Ah, uh, okay. Neat, mm-hmm. very feminine. Neat, well, very feminine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, which <laughs> reminds me of another um, toxic red flag from this partner. Ooh, if they express anything that is in any way bigoted, if it's racist, oh, yeah. sexist, Ooh. homophobic, anything second. like that, because. My oh my, my oh my, did I actually let those slip, which is insane in hindsight because it's like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I excused that behaviour for so long. But in the moment it was like, oh, they're just misguided. Like they just need help. Like, no, 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 no. So yeah, yeah my that's advice rough. is that that is a red flag. Turn around and run, baby. I think speaking of repressed memories... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I've let slide a lot of really bad things. Um, not 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 that bad, but... Um, <laughs> sorry, everyone looks really concerned for a second. Um, but when people don't reply to your text messages and then tell you that you're in the wrong for wanting them to be more active and talking mm. to you. Mm. Oh, hold on. Like, in what way, though? Like, okay, so I was dating a guy who was in national service. And Singapore, that's like a mandatory thing that most men go through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's fine. I get that you have a life and work and you cannot text me every day. But he was like texting me once or twice a day and, and basically insinuating that that was a lot from him. And that was like a big effort. But realistically, I do have friends who are also male doing national service and we text a lot more. So I should have I should have put two and two together and been like, yeah, this man's not really treating me the way that he should be. Mm. And he goes to me for a week and I justified that. Wow. Mm. So that says a lot wow. <laughs> about where I was back then. That would hurt. Ghosting within a relationship. That's brutal. Week, didn't talk to me. And then at the end he was like, we need to talk. I was like, yeah, we need to talk. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, definitely appreciate upfront communication. Yeah. I would hate that. Like they're sort of giving you that week to like work it out yourself that it's ending. And then you have to go through that pain of being like, what the hell, what's going on? I think it That's did horrible. Just be upfront. I was so oh. done by the end of it. Oh, really? I was like, so you preferred it that way? I mean, obviously, obviously it was a really bad thing to do to someone. But mm. like, I think I was so done with the relationship because he was barely there. Mm. So even the one week was just more of like, I was concerned for him more so than like angry about it. Mm. I was like, oh, you poor thing. You must be going through some bad things. That actually raises a really interesting question, which I think we should unpack in a future week, which is like, how do you break up with someone? Like, what is a good way to break up with someone? Do you like, how do you give them the point? Because when I was breaking up with a guy, he said he was totally blindsided and I thought I made it clear. So I was like, how am I supposed to do this in a correct way? It, it's a tough thing to do because it's, 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 it's like asking someone out for the first time. There's no you know, right way to do it. Next up, we're discussing can different spiritual slash religious beliefs work in a relationship? And I also mean like people that are atheist or agnostic. How do we feel? What do we think? Has anyone existed in a relationship successfully with different religious, spiritual, atheist views? Silence. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that I personally haven't. Oh, well, maybe I have. I don't know. I'm more, like, spiritual-leaning than, like, mm. atheists believe in nothing. Most of the people that I've dated believe in nothing. Mm. And, like, I can tell you that's never been an issue, but also I feel like that's not 
really answering the question because I'm not really hardcore about my beliefs. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> because some people don't need feel the need to express it that much to like in within their relationship. Maybe it's a personal thing, but. Mm. Either way. I mean, I think you mentioned one before um, with obviously those who have uh, not so uh, great views on particular things, um, Mm. things like um, misogyny and so on. Mm. Um, A lot of that can be, well, maybe not misogyny, but homophobia and so on can definitely be um, a religious thing um, or brought up through a religious teaching. Um, And that's definitely something that can be, uh, definitely something to be interested and scary about, um, especially when it comes to parents um, and anyone who may not have told their parents that they are a particular thing. Um, so that's that's definitely a hard one. And it's um, look, I mean, I, I'm not speaking from my own experience here. I've known people who have gone into relationships uh, where their partner's parents are very against the entire existence of them, but they were able to make it work. So it is definitely possible, but my God, do you need to be uh, prepared for that kind of thing? And I think as well, um, look, I mean, there are definitely beliefs that maybe not religious or spiritual that people treat as if they were that uh, aren't okay that mm. can mm. completely change the mood on that. So Yeah, I definitely agree that that's a thing because I've had, like, a friend of my mom's tell me that, like, um, while they obviously didn't have an issue with their kids dating whoever they wanted to, they were like, I've always advised my daughter to date within, like, date other Christians because you're going to have a lot of difficulty when you date other religions. And her rationale, which... I understand the rationale behind it, and I don't think it's a bad rationale. I just don't, obviously. I mean, it's it's a very sub- subjective one. But her rationale was that, like, because religion is very culturally based, mm-hmm. like, say, mm-hmm. for example, in, um, like, certain religions, you know, uphold certain values, and it, it would be difficult to date someone that has very different values from from your values. So... I was like, I, I get it. I get I, it. I mean, I, I can I can speak from um, experience. I, I dated a Korean girl once upon a time with very traditional Korean parents, um, and that was honestly and not not a nightmare, but it was a culture shock because you know how they uh, expect someone to treat and how they expect someone to uh, present and be is completely different to, for example, how I was, um, and. Some of the things that, like, I was expected to do and have already done um, were so, you know, unbelievably, uh, at least for uh, my own beliefs and how I was raised, it was very much just like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do or say that thing. Uh, you can't expect that to be of me or her or anyone. Um, but, of course, it's their culture. It's in their, in their minds, it's completely fine and... Um, that I think is where that, you know, date within your own culture, within your own religion uh, sometimes comes from to avoid that culture shock and that possible um, mm. ickiness. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a few things I wanted to mention, like with what you were saying, how sometimes religious views can be dangerous. I think, it, of, of course, we all can agree that it depends on the interpretation, like some interpretations can be more far-fetched than others. Um, and then also, like, the, I feel like... In a Western society, perhaps religion is not as prominent as some other societies. So, but correct me if I'm wrong, like maybe 
I'd say in Western society, maybe Christianity is more prominent, um, if any, maybe Buddhism, but like it's more multicultural, at least in the Western society. So maybe we don't realize it as much, but yeah, I still have friends today that, um, are of Muslim background and have to have their partners convert to Muslim beliefs. That's part of their religion though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. It is. It is. I think that's that's also like going back to like a few points back. That's that's also why people sometimes have that misconception of like wanting to just date between their own cultures Mm -hmm. and religions, because some religions have those, you know, stipulations that if you date, you will have to convert. And, you know, then therein lies the Mm. controversy and complications. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how some religions are much more heavy on that identifying feature that the partner has to become part of it, whereas others, or depends on your upbringing, of course, and how you relate to that religion as to how important it is that your partner becomes Mm. part of that as well. Definitely so. It's, um, again, it's a a tricky one because, um, as I said, it's not just, you know, so religions or spiritual beliefs. It can also just be beliefs that come with, I guess, the upbringing, um, especially like, I've I've had partners in uh, in the past that have had all sorts of opinions on um, uh, issues such as, uh, for example, um, abortion rights and so on. And it's just mm. like, okay, yeah. but I don't know if I can even continue this if you believe this or this or this um, because it's so just straight up different to what I believe to be right and what honestly is right. Um, but um, that's a different situation. But, um, you know, that kind of belief, especially a societal belief, things also like um, who should be paying for what, gender norm beliefs um, and so on can be extremely uh, touch and go with a lot of people because uh, some people will just be like, no, you need to do this when, for example, you'll just not want to or not be able to for whatever reason Mm. um it's it can be really really tricky got a question hit us up at the naughty show.tumblr.com forward slash ask you're listening to the naughty root show here on sin with teeny liz b and lena and we're about to talk now about a subject which i'm very excited to listen to (laughs) everyone's opinions on i cannot express how clingy is too clingy Mm, I think everybody has such different opinions on this as well. Because, see, I'm I'm someone who just loves to hang out. I'm always there to hang out. And all of my partners have always told me that I am super-duper clingy, which is true. I'll accept that. But, like, I'm just there to hang out, and I don't understand when people don't want to hang out. I don't know. So maybe you overstay your welcome. Yep. I I always do, and I know that. (laughs) Honestly, I just... This is my toxic trait. I just think it depends on how much I like you. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it becomes a problem if I don't like you enough and you're giving me too much attention. Mm-hmm. Like, have you guys not, like, ever had that moment where, like, somebody's doing something that, okay, say, for example, if you you have a friend that likes hugging you a lot, but then somebody you don't really like does the exact same thing, you're like, yep. please get off me, please leave me alone, I don't want to talk to you again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I had a relationship where we were both, like, super into each other, and for a month it was just a solid amount of time just hanging out all the time. But then I think we both just started getting repulsed by each other because we weren't productive in our own... Like, we were just together all the time, and we weren't, like, achieving anything on our own pathways or, like, we were just becoming unmotivated together. So I think we both became, like, started despising each other. No. Yeah, so... 
that that's I why totally I don't want to be though. clingy in that way because I don't want that to happen again. I, mean, I totally get that. That is a big reason why my most recent relationship ended mm-hmm. was because, like, we met during COVID and, like, started dating when, like, it was online and, like, we couldn't go anywhere together. So, eh. And then that was just the relationship <laughs> dynamic of just living and breathing each other, which, to be fair, I was happy <laughs> breathing with. Breathing each again, other. Um, red flag from... For me, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do think it is something that's different between every, every single person. Um, but uh, the, the problem I have there specifically is you can get people who just don't know when to leave. And I know you're saying, Tammy, you like being around, but there's a difference between like being around and okay. I have a life that I have to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I have work, uni, I have other commitments, I have family events um, and so on that people just won't leave. I, And also I think there's the level in which that gets stalkery because that's very clingy and not mm. leaving people alone at all. Okay, um, what level do you have to get to for it to be stalkery? Well, and this is saying something when you're in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. um, I think getting getting stalkery can be asking for, for example, a tracking app to be deve- <gasps> no. uh, installed on Ew. each other's phones. Uh, that's oh. pretty bloody weird. Um, that's probably the weirdest I've ever heard. I Like everyone here is like mouth aghast or drops. Like, Actually, just, I've changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's not like if you're in a solid relationship with someone and you have something like Find My Friends, which is a tracking app, or some people have their location on on Snapchat, it could be a safety measure. It could. It doesn't have to be a weird thing, but I totally get it. If it's early in the relationship, you don't have that trust there. Like it's. Oh, definitely. Then it's just. Adding to that a bit, I, I, while I understand your perspective, Luna, I feel like there's a difference between having an app that you can't turn off. And, like, voluntarily sending your location to your partner. Because, mm. like, I've never been interested in giving people my location, mostly because, you know, I grew up in a very conservative mother-had-a-tracking-device-on-me kind of life. Okay. And <laughs> the moment I got here, I was like, I'm never going to do that. Mm. And then, you know, I started realizing that if I'm going to go to parties and I'm going to go clubbing and partying, I'd, I'd like somebody to actually know where I am. Yep. Like, for mm. the at least for the entire night. Mm-hmm. So I'll, like, send that location to my, my current partner. Yep. And that makes me feel a lot better. It means that, like, you know, in a really, really bad situation, somebody will be able to find my body mm. if I mm-hmm. die or something. Yep. I mean, <laughs> there's that yeah. aspect of it. But I also think there's, like, a level of distrust to an extent mm. where it's, like, at least for me, if I'm, you know, if I'm going to tell you where I am, I'm usually telling the truth or I have a very good reason not to be telling the truth. Um, So, you know, maybe just trust that or like, hey, Mm -hmm. where are you right now? And if I say, oh, you know, I've just gone for a walk or something like that, I've gone for a walk. Or if I've gone, oh, I'm just down the shops or something, that's where I am. Don't, please don't question that. Mm -hmm. It's it's Mm -hmm. where I am. And if I'm not there, you don't really need to know why I'm not there. That can be a little bit... A little bit suspicious and a little bit just like, okay, but I'm allowed to do things, please. So I think that's clingy is clingy when they just won't let you do your own thing ever without mm-hmm. them being involved. Mm. Um, that's probably the worst, I think. Um, I've had people try to get involved in uh, my job, 
which was fun. Yes, I found out about this after I left um, that oh, job no. and after I left that relationship that the person I was with at the time actually put in a resume oh, no. um, <gasps> to the place I was working because they didn't trust that I was working there and that they oh, wanted to work alongside me, which was... So bad. <laughs> my oh that's my. Clingy. This yeah, is that just trust issues, man. I feel like that's quite it's a rare occasion, issues, though. But it's it's not actually. I've heard a lot of stories really? like this. People applying for the a job at the same. What? Yep. This is not. I, I'm not the only person who I know who's had this issue. Wow. Oh my god. So people do get really clingy and just can't spend any time away from each other, which is it is scary. Is uh, very scary. Hmm. Glad that I'm not at that point. <laughs> Does this yeah. make you feel better about yourself? A little yeah. bit, yeah. 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 Now, of course, we're coming back in to talk about a pretty interesting topic, actually. So how much does a relationship define you? And how much do you emotionally invest in a relationship? And this is a really tricky question because there's no immediate answer for this, is there? Tammy, you've got a smile on your face. I feel like you might disagree with me for a second here. Do you want to... <laughs> I don't disagree. I do think that this is a tricky question. Well, if, if does anyone have an immediate answer as to uh, maybe how much is too much or maybe how much isn't enough? Because there is definitely, I think, a fine line between uh, too much and enough. Mm, I like to think of a relationship as a bonus to my life, like an, an, a friendship to which I... Like I act romantically with that person. Mm. So I like to have it as a bonus. And then in regards to emotionally investing, I think it's one thing that I have noticed that I lack in my life living alone is like not having someone to come home to and debrief with, like emotionally, like Mm. come down and be like, this is what happened. What do you think about this? And having that support. So I think that, yeah, that's what I seek in a relationship emotionally. And how does it, how much does a relationship define me? I just like to think of it as a bonus, as I said. Honestly, that's probably a good way to think about it. I mean, the thing is, you need to remember that uh, if you invest yourself or let it define you too much, if that ever comes to an end, then it's just going to uh, honestly kind of destroy you. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, if Mm -hmm. you don't put enough into it, you're just going to be essentially hurting the other person um, by honestly or maybe not being as true to them as they might believe you to be. So I think, um, you know, I think I agree with you completely. It's a For me, it's a person to, you know, debrief. It's a person who's a friend. It's that, you know, not emotional wall, but it's someone to be a, a bit of an emotional rock with. But mm. I think there's definitely room to say, Maybe it's worth not putting every egg in that basket and having, um, you know, something off to the side to be like a friend or something where you can be like, yep, I also vent to this person or um, something like that. Someone who, you know, if everything uh, goes any word up, it's, you know, not going to be the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah. How about you guys, Liz, Tammy, do you have an immediate thought as to, you know, what what might not be enough, what too much is um do you think you should invest yourself more um, or, you know, are, are we wrong? Are we just completely wrong? <laughs> See, I think that you guys are right. I do agree with you, um, which reminds me of my own personal life experience um, with my most recent relationship that I want to say recently broke down, but, like, to be fair, it did break down a while ago, but something that I still find interesting and weird adjusting to is 
just adjusting to not having that part of my life anymore. And I was never somebody who, you know, wanted my relationship to define me. I was always like a, yeah, no, this is fun. We're doing it because it's fun. And then, like, I have all these other things going on in my life. Yay. And I don't know, after that breakdown, I think I realised how much I did let it define me and how much I did emotionally invest in that. And, I don't know, just adjusting to life without it. So... Yeah, I would. It is a very fine line of too much and not enough, but mm. I don't know. I'd say that enough that you feel fulfilled, but like you are your own person. Yeah. I think codependency can be okay, but like you need for the be, most part, codependency yeah. can also not be okay. Yeah, I think with <laughs> what Bianca was saying, it's a really good point to have a few people that you're codependent on rather than that one person. I think that's where it goes wrong with one person. Like, I feel like we've all had the experience of a friend that gets so emotionally invested into one and then they just cut out all their other friends. And then as soon as the relationship breaks down, they go back to their friends and their friends are like, well, where were you? I mean, Like, you left us out. You were just all invested in your partner. That's not healthy. No, I mean, it it really isn't. I mean, I I think I'll just go back on to what you said, Tammy, where, you know, it has to be something that, like, it will, will probably end up being something where it'll be removed or you'll think that you're not as emotionally invested as this as you once upon a time thought and, um, you know, it'll disappear and you'll go, oh, well, maybe I, I was. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I'd think of it maybe like, you know, something small within a house, like a TV, like a car. If you were to remove that from your house immediately, yeah, you, you're going to think, oh, car, yeah, if I removed that right now, I could still, you know, just function the exact same. And to an extent, yeah, you could but it's not going to be the same. Everything is going to change. Um, and there's going to be changes alongside that. So I think it's it's a tricky one because you're going to naturally invest in someone, especially the longer you're with them. Mm. But um, there is you know, still that icky, how do you not invest while also being invested? It's, it's a tricky one. Liz, do you maybe have any sort of idea as to how you might be able to find that fine line? I don't know. I think I just had to learn the hard way. <laughs> Tell us about the hard way. Like, I I think I learned more in a platonic sense, but I had a really good friend that I kind of put a lot of my, like, emotional self on and I put a lot of my mental, like, baggage onto. And I think I I, I really learned, like, then and there when that friendship died that that is super unhealthy because that was one of the reasons that the friendship died. Mm. You know, he was feeling all of this pressure to just be that one person for me. And then all of a sudden when that person is gone... I don't have anyone to turn to. Mm. So I just realized, like, I had to learn how to deal with certain things on my own to even, like, you know, like, to split it up amongst different people and not just rely on, like, one or two specific people because that's just unhealthy for both you and the other person. Mm. Definitely. It's, 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 it is definitely a tricky one. Obviously, if um, for whatever reason, you know, you, after listening to this, might feel as if you might need to talk to someone, we're just going to push those helplines again and say that if you do definitely need those, they are available. Beyond Blue at 1300 That's 1300 Kids Helpline at 1800 And Q Life Helpline at 1800 five two seven it obviously as i said it's a very tricky thing to figure out that fine line you're listening to the naughty bridge show here on sin with tammy liz lena and b and we're about to jump into some dating do's and don'ts 
Dating app do's and don'ts, eh? Sorry, dating app do's and don'ts. No worries. I forgot that there was other ways of dating Specifics. that aren't online. I want to ask everyone, what's your dating app go-to? If you had to choose between Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. Hinge. What Hinge. have you had the most success on? Hinge, Hinge. I don't think I've had much success on anything, <laughs> on any. honestly. But you're in a relationship, so you must be pretty successful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> did you meet your current partner on a dating app, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I did, but I'm going to keep that dating app secret. Okay. Ah. Oh, all right. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Hinge girl as well. If I had to choose one, it would be Hinge. Yeah. See, I thought the Bumble was going to be so good, but no. Yeah, I'm sick of making the first move as a female. Well, see, if you I don't like know making about, the first move. If you don't know about Bumble, the female makes the first move. So I'm sick of doing that. You I like don't to... mind doing it. It's just that I never get a response. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, then well, you get I might as well down. be on Tinder. I think that's how the men on Tinder feel. I'm going to be honest yeah, with true. you. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, Truth. Yeah. Truth. Mm. Dating apps do's and don'ts, hey, Liz? I reckon you've got one. Mine's just a simple one. Please don't open with GIFs. I don't know how to respond to that. Mm. Yeah, because it doesn't oh, really God. generate a conversation, does it? It's just... Yeah, it's like, ha-ha, like, it's thumbs like, up. Okay. Mm. Guess I'm ghosting. That's why Hinge is good, because the prompts, <laughs> the prompts give you a good indication of, like, their level of depth as a person mm. and... Yeah. And Hinge has that new, like, voice feature. Oh, yeah, that can I'm go either that. way. Some I'm of them are do not trust voicemail or voice <laughs> messages from a stranger on a dating app. Some of them are fun. Oh, they're so good. I don't have Hinge, but I've seen a lot of them on Twitter and I love they're them. They're funny. Yeah, there was this phenomenal one the other day of a gentleman named David and it was um, forcing him to pronounce his name because apparently that's a thing now um, where you have to pronounce your name so people know how to say it. Because, you know, names can be spelt weird. Oh, on the app. Yeah, and he's, and he's just there and he's like, yeah, my name's David. It's spelt like it sound. If you have trouble with that, then, like, maybe you're not the one for me. And, like, I know oh, it was just brutal. really funny. It was Ooh. like, oh, David, you're a sweetheart. You've sold me. Davey. Come here, Davey boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making a voice prompt, yeah, it's a bit risky. It can go quite cringe or it can be kind of cool. I mean, it is an interesting way to open. It's more interesting than hi or hey, and leaving it there and waiting for someone else to respond. Um, I think that, oh, look, I mean, there's plenty of, you know, do this, do, don't do that. But, like, I think a pretty simple one that you can do is uh, if you're going to message someone, say their name somewhere. Don't just, like, hi. Yeah. Like, for example, hi, Tammy, sounds a lot better than just hi. Mm. It, it shows that you've actually read the person's name and had a Bare look. minimum. Yeah, and I find it nice when someone's specific about something they've noticed in my photo or one of my captions. Like if they're like, oh, that's mm. a really nice backdrop. Where is that? Or that looks like this or whatever. Like being specific to you, as you said, rather than being general. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was going to say that for one of my do's just because... Um, yeah, like if you're struggling with a way to make a conversation, that's a great way. Just go through their photos and be like, oh, my God, you have a dog? Oh, my God, that's so exciting. And don't, like, I hate when they start with, hey, babe, hey, gorgeous. Oh I'm like, we have established nothing here, so don't go call. And like, you're saying that to everyone. Like, you've said it to me and we have nothing going on. Yeah, don't, don't open with, with something that is a script. Like, make it sa- Even if it is a script, make it sound personalised. Yeah, you want it unique. <laughs> exactly. You, you want some. You don't want Santa's, like, uh, you know, 
basic um, email from the representative. You want a letter from him. You want a letter from him, not something random. That's a weird tangent. But yeah, um, but then again, I don't want a letter because some people write full on blocks. They'd be oh, like, yeah, oh, hi, I'm a really good guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm cook. And I'm like, why do I need to know all this up front? We need to discuss. You know, they've got like a bio ready to send. Have you guys had that yet? I haven't I, had that. I've had no. a full on like advertisement oh, sent usually, to me. <laughs> usually you kind of want to leave a chunk of that bio for, you yeah, know, like, the what conversation. What have I got left to ask you? <laughs> exactly. I think, I think for me, one speaking of photos before, though, was uh, maybe have the photos be up to date and know what photos you have up there. Because if you have someone say something about a photo that you don't realise is up there or is so out of date that you just don't remember it and they reference that thing, oh, it's, it's, uh, I've had that with photos and I've gone, what do you mean? Like, mm. what? <laughs> and it was something like a jumper or something. It was just like, where did you get that jumper? And I'm like, what, what jumper? The one that I'm wearing right now? Where are you? Are or, you in my room? Like when people post a photo of them with their ex and they blank out the ex, they oh. put like a white dot oh. or something. I'm like, what the hell? We know who that is. That <laughs> like, is brutal. Take but, a better photo. And on on the photo tangent, we need to have you, – photos, if you're going to have photos with other people on them, that's fine. But at least have one photo of just you. Yeah. So that I know yeah. which you one you are. Yeah. It's, it's – um, yeah, that's, that's the worst part. You don't want to, like, have a thousand people in a photo and, like, show up and it be, you know, the person, the one person in there that you were just like, no, that, mm. that's that's not me. That sounds cruel, but, I mean... I thought you were your friend. <laughs> Imagine that. Oofed. I came on the stage so that you could introduce me to the guy in the middle of that photo. <laughs> <laughs> was, where are they? Are they single? For me? <laughs> <laughs> See, we're talking a lot about the visual medium, though, which is very important. Mm. What do you think about bios? Because if somebody doesn't have a bio, I'm not going to swipe with them. I don't care. I don't care about anything else. If they're yeah. not giving me anything to go off. Oh, yeah, I've seen a few guys on Hinge just mm-hmm. because you have to answer the prompt. They've just put a full stop for each. I'm like, okay, you're putting no effort into your dating profile. How are you going to put any effort into our relationship? Like, no, exactly. Ooh. Exactly. It- and that's one of those things that just screams to me that they're just there for, like, validation to, like, see how many people swipe on them and stuff, which is totally mm. fine. But also, like, you're wasting my time. You're wasting mm. my valuable three seconds that I could have been swiping on someone else. Sorry. I mean, what, I mean, something on that as well. Like, if you're after something particular, like, if you're just on there for a hookup or something, maybe put that on there. There are people who are going to be looking for that as well. But exactly. Yeah, true. You want, just write you know, something casual. Exactly. You don't want to find the one person who's like, oh, I'm going to find the one tonight. And then... <laughs> Oh, sorry, this person only wants to be here for uh, the next four hours. We are coming to the end of tonight's show. And, of course, we are going to give you a bit of a thanks for listening because, you know, you don't have to, but we definitely appreciate that you do. And who knows, you may have learnt something or you may have just had a giggle at us as we're, you know, fumbling through the dark a little bit. But, you know what, we're going to tell you exactly what we fumbled through here. Um, Tammy, could you just give us a quick recap? Bit of a recap of today's show. The things that we spoke about was um, got to talk about um, what not to say on the first date. Um, can differing, you know, religious beliefs work alongside, you know, each other in a relationship? Um, how clingy is too clingy? How much does a relationship define you? And dating apps do's and don'ts. So if you've missed out on that at all, 
Where you, can people hear Lena? Yes, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, The Naughty Rude Show. Otherwise, engage with us on our social media uh, outlets at Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can always get engaged with the show by sending in a question to the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Otherwise, thanks for joining us. 